and I've always said this, I've told my kids this, I've learned a whole lot more from my losses than I ever did from my win. When you win, everything's went right. When you lose, you gotta figure out what went wrong. What, what can you do better? What can you improve on? Beating grown men as a scrawny 12-year-old boy, he knew he had a gift. World champion arm wrestler Charles Hamby is still competing in a sport that just may be in the Olympics one day. Find out how this 54-year-old stays in shape and continues competing on this gripping episode of A Tale to Tell. All right, I'd like to welcome my guest Charles Hamby to the podcast today. Hello, Charles. Good morning. How's it going, Don? Good. Thank you for being with us. Yeah, glad to be here. Appreciate the invite. And Absolutely. Always good to see you. This is, uh, in my opinion, could almost be a movie, like, <laughs> like over the top. Yeah, or Joe back, Dirt. Back in the day, <laughs> back in the day. Well, there's some exciting things to talk about. Um, let's go back to your childhood, if you don't mind. I'd like to, like to know, I know you grew up in Texas, but yeah. tell us a little more about that. And Grew up in Texas, um, uh, went to elementary school in Giddings, Texas, and then... Uh, Which is where? It's uh, between Austin and Houston. Okay. Small, then, small town? Small town. It was uh, 2,000, 3,000 people at the time. Old town. And uh, then I ended up growing up most of my uh, life there in, uh, well, some in Round Rock and then College Station. And uh, uh, grew up, had my parents divorced and I had a great stepdad. And uh, so I had uh, really good parents in, in that and uh, good, good upbringing. Great. Great, and I'm assuming you grew up out in the country. Yes, grew up on the <laughs> country on a, on a farm, and yep. uh, and that probably the, all the farm work and stuff, and probably has played a part in why I arm wrestle and compete. Yeah. At, so, uh, so when did you start this arm wrestling? How old were you? Were you a well, teenager? Well, it's funny, you know. It's like everybody arm wrestles, you know, just playing around yeah. at school and everything. So. I did the same thing, and then my granddad had a, uh, he was a carpenter, had a business in College Station, and I would work the summers, Christmas vacation, all, and then they would arm wrestle at lunch, and I was 12 years old, working the summers and stuff, you that, now that'd be almost criminal now, <laughs> you know, but uh, got where I would be arm wrestling these grown men and winning at and 12 you, years old. And were you a big kid? Oh, no, I was a skinny little kid. How, I mean, how big were you? Oh, you man, say? I bet I was a hundred and... 15 pounds, maybe. And 12 years old. Yeah. So and you're beating grown men beating grown on a construction site. On a construction site. A lot of plumbers. You must have pissed off a lot of men. <laughs> well, I think they, they were more amused than anything. You and know. they were giving it their all. Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah, not they, at first. They was, that's how it got started. <laughs> it started one guy. Then before long, there'd be another site. You know, it was like a whole uh, cul-de-sac there, you know, that they're building houses. And they, then at lunch, they'd come over, hey, we got this guy you want to try. And these are grown men. And so it was more, I think, uh, surprising to him. And uh, it was great for me. It was attention, you know, oh, and everything. Yeah. And uh, so back then you didn't have organized arm wrestling. We didn't anywhere where, where I was. So, um, uh, you know, I played around with it. And, um, and then I, uh, I'd arm wrestle when I got my teenage years for, you know, for a little bit of money and stuff. And nothing, uh, you know, nothing big, just playing around. Sure. Um, went into the Navy, and uh, they had A events there, 
I was up in Great Lakes and boot camp, and uh, I won that. And it wasn't like an official table or anything, but it was close as I'd ever been to an actually organized arm wrestling match. Um, about the time I uh, was getting out, uh, well, when I was in the Navy, I got stationed in uh, Pensacola, Florida, and I was on the USS Lexington, which is now in, in uh, Corpus Christi. It's a float museum. But I uh, had a friend from Texas also, and he was a better pool player than me. And uh, uh, we would go out and hit different bars. We'd play pool for money, and I'd arm wrestle for money. Oh, you guys and were hustlers. We were. We made lots of money. <laughs> we did, and I only weighed 145 pounds in, so I was about 20 years old, um, and uh, I, I, I did real good when we would go out and do that. And would you go up against guys your size? Oh, or a lot big? bigger, a lot really? bigger. A lot of bouncers, you know, 300 pounds. So I was like half their size. Oh, my goodness. But I did real well. Again, this is barroom arm wrestling, still nothing organized. Must have caused some barroom fights once in a while, too. <laughs> One. Okay. And uh, they weren't mad at me. <laughs> and uh, So I was, it was all good. It was all good. Uh, but uh, for the most part, still, because I was so small at that time, it just people just didn't get mad. You know, it was... Yeah. They were surprised, and it actually, a lot of these guys turned out. I'd see them, and you know, they we got along fine. You know, after I got to know them, they got to know me. So then, when I got out, uh, the movie Over the Top came out. So it was about the same year, wasn't it? Came out in '87. And were you? Did yeah. you get out of the? Now you, we're about the same age, aren't we? Because mm-hmm. I graduated high school in '85. Yeah, same as me. Okay. So. Um, so then you spent two years yeah. in the Navy. Mm-hmm. So you were getting out of the Navy in 87? Yeah. And uh, probably about 80, yeah, right around 87. So they were going to do the movie with you, but they chose Sylvester no. Stallone <laughs> instead? Uh, no, not, not likely. <laughs> but uh, So that movie came out, and uh, I went and seen it, and I'm like, man, I'm, I want to compete. You know, oh, I you felt like I could do good. fired up. So when that movie came out, then you started having tournaments. So my mom and them were living in Caldwell, and that's where I was living. And, uh, Caldwell, um, Texas. Caldwell, Texas. Okay. And they had a tournament there. And uh, they had had tournaments other places. So, you, I mean, and, uh, at this tournament, there was three state champions there. And I beat three state champions by the very first tournament. Wow. So within four months, I was uh, I, I was fourth in the world. I went to California, flew out to California, and did um, um, uh, competed, took fourth in the world. Within eight months, I was second in the world. And uh, so I was doing pretty good. I, uh, you know, and after I won that first tournament, I felt real good. Went to my next tournament, and it was a big tournament, and I came across some tough guys. And, I mean, I just got handed to me. And it was like, <laughs> wow, you know, this is. But then after that, I, and I've always said this. I've told my kids this. I've learned a whole lot more from my losses than I ever did from my wins. Absolutely. When you win, everything's went right. You know, you're able. When you lose, you got to figure out what went wrong. What what can you do better? What can you improve on? And so, I, I I've I've my most memorable matches has been my losses. I think you know, it's been great when I won. Don't get me wrong. That's why you compete. But uh, but I really have gained a lot more out of my losses. So to come off one tournament where you do so well, and come out another one where you just you terrible. You know, and and to be new at it and figure out what did I do wrong. Well, it was just. Uh, had to put things together. So Charles, you're living in Texas, and you you were a multiple Texas state champion. Yeah, yep. Uh, uh, right around twenty state championships total. Wow. And then now you're on the world <laughs> circuit, if you will, on that stage. 
um, kind of up and down. And this, how long did you continue to compete? Because I know you, you know, started a family after yeah. a certain amount of time. And, but and that was a that was you know I'm law enforcement and I have been for thirty something years now. And uh, appreciate your service. And, yeah, well, thank you. Uh, and in the, Navy, in the Navy as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, law enforcement schedules is t- can be tough on training, you know, going days, night and everything, but, uh, and then having kids. So it worked out great. I love graveyards. So I'd work 5P to 5A. I'd get off and work out from 5 to 7. And then I had a side business I would do. And uh, so that, was, that two hour was very important to me. And then on days off, we'd get together and train. I'd drive, you know, sometimes we'd tr- drive, you know, 100 miles somewhere to train. Um, but I didn't, I never let it interfere with my family or my job. Were you like Sylvester Stallone and you had a, you worked out while you were and, driving down the road? Uh, not your ride down, well, we, I'd have pulleys, or not pulleys, but bands back way before in, they in were their a thing. Vehicle? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could, uh, uh, now that it's been a long time, but the cage you had, you could tie some bands around that, like a tu- sure. inner tube or something, sure. and use that inner tube when you were patrolling late at night or something. So, yeah, that, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, I don't know if that would work nowadays, but it worked back then. So, you know, and, and, and at that time, uh, you know, competing was a big part of, of me uh, because it, being in law enforcement, you have to stay in shape. If, you know, and if physically, um, uh, it's, it can, it, it's very important that you're in shape. You know, you're, you're not in a job where you're constantly working out, but you're in a job that if you're not in shape for when you need to be, it can cost you your life. So, um, that's when I got when I got in law enforcement. When I started working out, you know, because training for armrests, I won nationals without touching weights, but it had to do with the work I was doing. Then I got into law enforcement. As like, okay, I'm not doing the physical stuff because I worked construction and everything before. And um, then, like I said, in law enforcement, physically, it's a, it's a it's a job that uh, it's dangerous if you're not in shape. So that's when I started working out, and uh, I really liked that. I started competing in powerlifting, also. Uh, and again, I didn't let it interfere with my family and my job and everything. And it actually helped uh, the public relations part of it, being who I was in the arm wrestling and all that. It it, it really helped. It, I could go on a call or something, and somebody that read about me in a paper or something, we had a conversation now, and it could it could break the ice. Somebody that may be upset, oh, I seen you, and and it gives us something to talk about. Well, and your fellow officers. I'm sure had great respect for you, and you're a well, you're a humble guy. But your your work ethic and everything yeah. must have made them want to rise to the occasion and work harder too. I feel like it did, and I feel like when you're um, when you take care of yourself, you know, you respect yourself, and to stay in shape, to do certain things, that you know, to dedicate yourself to anything that takes, you know, dedication and stuff that it gives you self respect, but also you learn to respect others also. And I think it just makes you a better person. I think that it, you know, you 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 know the work it takes to accomplish something. You have goals. You you work harder to reach those goals. And just being that type of person, no matter who it is, and no matter what your goals are, I think it really uh, it, it makes you more respectful to others. And so I think it was a combination of that stuff. So Charles, you you ended up moving from Texas to Colorado. Yep. My, in, in what year? It was uh, two thousand. Uh, 
2001. Okay. And uh, and uh, it was my uh, it was funny. We me and my wife got married here uh, on a ski trip. We had planned it all out, had the church set up, everything, and then our 10th anniversary, uh, which uh, March 11th is our anniversary, and our 10th anniversary we spent here. We moved. We got here on the 7th. Our anniversary was on the 11th. And uh, we always said we want to move here and raise our kids here. So we made the move. Our kids were still real young. So uh, so during that period of time, I'm sure you weren't arm wrestling as much because you're raising a family and your career changes and whatnot, and you're getting older. And But you kept working out. I mean, I've known you for a long time. You've been been hitting the weights for a long, long time. Yeah, and it, um, you know how it is. It's having a family. There's, life happens. Uh, you know, I, I, I talk about it all the time. I don't remember my 40s uh, because that's when our kids were really busy. That's when they were involved in their sports, their stuff. That always took priority. And uh, But I would get in and come in spurts, you know. If I was training at a – if I was competing at a level um, uh, that I did in it, earlier, uh, I just couldn't do it, and I knew that because I my, my – I was dedicated to my family, and that was priority, period. But I'll still go out and compete and stuff. You know, actually, once I got up here is when I started training uh, for the Tough Man competition. Okay. So, you know, that was something I'd done. But, I, again, everything became more uh, uh, in spurts Sure. to not interfere with it. But it, it also helped keep me in shape and stuff. Now, let me go back a little bit in time. You had talked about powerlifting. You were a big guy, in your youth, um, I think you had said at one point in time you had maybe were 180 pounds, but when you went in the Navy, you got down to like 140, yep. 150 pounds. Well, then you started lifting weights. Did you start putting on yeah. quite a bit of weight? I went. You? So uh, I was 186 pounds a day I went into the Navy. The day I got out of boot camp, I was 145. And I stayed right around there for probably about a year. And then I started graduating, like we all do, started going up. Got into law enforcement, went started academy in 88, uh, 89, and went to the first department I worked for, and that's when I started hitting the weights. Okay. And uh, I got up to, I was competing pretty steady at about 210. So I stayed at 210, light heavyweight division mm -hmm. for quite some time. And I would also drop a little bit, and I would go three, four weight classes, you know, just uh, uh, for as much competition as I could do. Sure. Um uh, you know, now I'm about 235, 240. I know it's hard for me to picture you at, you know, 140, <laughs> 150 pounds beating these men that are as big or bigger than you are now. And just to go back in time, I mean, what, what do you attribute? Because you weren't lifting weights back then. You were obviously working on the farm. But what do you attribute that unbelievable strength to? Tendon and genetics. And it okay. is. I mean, you know, it's it's like anything else. Um uh, well, with arm wrestling, you, you've, we've all seen these little skinny guys that can arm wrestle. Yeah. Well, it's it's t that tendon strength. I've said before, strength and size don't have to live in the same house, right? That's exactly right. Right, right? because and, you know this. I mean, I know relatively small guys that are strong as can be, and I know big guys that aren't that strong. Yeah. yeah. I have a friend of mine actually lives over in the San Luis Valley, cattle rancher, David Off, um, kind of like you, you know, about six foot and... We used to live together many, many years ago, about 140 pounds, and I talked him into doing an arm wrestling contest locally, and he said, no, no. I said, just do it. Trust me, because I knew how strong he was, and he ended up winning, and uh, he was just proof that you don't need to be a big guy 
Yeah. So many people have that misconception, whether it's arm wrestling or wrestling or lifting weights. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't don't and, let don't let the uh, sight deceive you. And that's a good point you just brought up too. You have a guy that's strong enough to win tournaments and stuff. That it just wasn't in his interest. And one of my favorite matches I ever had, I was out on West Texas around Beaumont area, and a uh, uh, big fair they had there. And there was a guy showed up. He was uh, he was probably about ten years older than me. Never arm wrestled uh, competitively, but he'd never been beat in a bar room either. And I mean, I hit him when we went, and it was like hitting a wall. And I like smiled. I said, we got a match. And it was just great arm wrestling, that guy, because he was just one of these guys. And, you know, you've had these guys in gyms, and you've known them, that they don't compete. But they have the ability. Ability. They train hard. They're dedicated. As dedicated to what they're trying to accomplish as anybody out there. But it's just not their deal. Yep. And I like that. They don't have I the like, same passion. Yeah. And, and, and it's that's like, fine, you know, but... we, like for me, competing uh, and working out it has to do with, number one, my profession because of the dangers if you're not in shape. Number two, my family to, you know, be physically fit enough so I come home safe, you know, and, and to win, yeah. you know. And to find that motivation in whoever you are, whatever motivates you to to to... to you know, because I think about that. These guys are going to the gym all the time. They can do these things. What keeps them motivated? Mm-hmm. But there's something they have, and that's that's great. You yeah. know, I really respect that. I mean, I'm a big fan of competition, whether that's in sport yeah. or... And not that I lift to compete, but um, I think, you know, if we wake up in the morning, we have those challenges in front of us, and we have a goal, and we try to surpass that goal or reach that goal, and I think yeah. it's very, very important. Uh, and you know that at my where I'm at now, we don't have grandkids yet, but our kids are grown. So it's like, man, there's a part of me right now of like, okay, this is a new time to get back in and start competing again. I'm healthy. I've been competing. I don't have any nagging injuries for all that. But I've, one thing I do want to say, I've always been natural. Mm-hmm. And I would say 85 percent or more of the people I compete at a high levels are, are juicy. You know, and I have. Just tremendous respect for that because yeah, yeah, I've ran into it in the gym business and you know bodybuilding and such and you know that's the only way I would ever compete and yeah. I wasn't a big guy you know I'm 180 pounds and when I did bodybuilding I was 170 pounds but to me it's cheating it and is. so I had just even more respect for you in that you know and the the fact to to turn the clock back and to be able to tell people well hey I was beating grown men at 12 years old you obviously weren't doing yeah, anything yeah. then. and I uh, never have and the thing is I, and that's one another thing I've always taught my son that the only regrets I've ever had is show up at a tournament and not be prepared and lose that bugs me now I have been absolutely in shape and get and have went to a tournament and got beat very I'm okay with that because I couldn't have given him any more um you know and and the regrets is when I I didn't dedicate myself mm-hmm. And that's what gets into that when you've learned more from your losses. You so know. I want to talk about a couple of different things, one of which you've coached others to do quite well. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Ben Bledsoe is a member mm-hmm. here. Um, I don't know some of the gentlemen, but he is a strong He, for young pound man. for pound, uh, Ben is just incredible. And not just in arm wrestling. I mean, anything he decides to do, he gives it. 150 percent and again and his girlfriend yeah uh you know they're just yeah and and, she's amazing so ben has a long 
successful road ahead of him just with his work ethic and stuff. Well, I just think it's really admirable that you're you're not selfish. You're willing to share your training techniques and and just different things that you've learned throughout your life and help help these younger men and women in their uh, in their competitions. And I don't know if you're at liberty to tell me, but are there are there some particular little things that maybe are secrets for you? I mean, obviously, I know there's some God-given natural abilities and tendon strength that you refer to, but are there some are there some little tricks that our listeners might be able to take from this that might help them? It's it's a whole lot easier to show you than tell you. Now, I will tell you, I've never been a technical arm wrestler. Um, I've relied on my strength. Ben is one that has a combination of both. He's technically, you know, uh, able to put things together along with being strong. Um, and, uh, um, you know, and de- developing tendon strength, you know, is the big thing. You can have size of the arms don't mean yeah. as much as just having those tendons and de- training that works on those. I, I was just going to, speaking of tendon strength, a lot of people think, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, because I've done minimal arm wrestling, I usually never made it past the first or second round, yeah. and then I get my butt kicked. Um, but tendons are unique in the sense that they're very dense and they don't have a lot of blood flow to them. And so actually higher reps can be very beneficial in, in working tendons. Now, that's not to say that you shouldn't lift real heavy oh, as yeah, well, yeah. right? And I'm a big proponent, as you know, of mixing up your rep ranges and whatnot. But talk a little on that about some... Uh, <clears throat> Now, I think it's important, and the thing is, you're the expert here on this, but for me, um, when I'm really working on tennis strength, it's a high rep training. Like right now, I'm doing sets of 20s. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, there's a lot of people tell, don't think that's ridiculous. Yeah. It helps me. I can sit there and do a month of those sets with 20s, and I don't have any, Ill, I'm not injured, my not tendons are feeling good and all that. And then I'll do a set, uh, a month of 15s, then a month of uh, 12s. To, and uh and uh so it it really um that's what works for me mm-hmm. you know the periodization training mm-hmm. but with the higher reps and you know it, it works for me and uh, a lot of it may be because i don't know if it would have worked as well mm-hmm. back in um and when i was younger and when you say periodization training do you mean going back and forth between different types of, you know, maybe lower reps, medium reps, higher reps. Yes, exactly. And that's what I say. I start off with, like used to when I was younger, uh, uh, sets of 10 uh, would be high reps for me. Uh, Maybe it's because of my age now, sets of 20 seem to be a lot more beneficial and then gradually coming down. So Charles, you and I are both, I'm 53, I'm going to be 54. I'll be 54 in December. Okay. So, did I hear you say you're still competing or still want to yeah. compete? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I still, every, I, I do a lot of fundraiser stuff now. And right now, we're focusing on veterans. Uh, like for the rally, we do a tournament. Uh, four Corners. It, four Corners. Motorcycle Rally. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, everything got canceled last year with COVID. But there's a big guy coming up for um, from uh, Arizona. Makes me look like a little bitty guy. Super nice guy. So, we're going to arm wrestle next uh, rally. And uh, he's about 375, oh about 6'4", 375. And uh, he's like 11 years younger than me. So those are great. Sure. As fundraisers, I'm doing it for a good cause. I'm getting to show off a little bit. Or I'm getting <laughs> to get beat in front of well, everybody. So it goes both ways. So I want, speaking of that, 
I believe your daughter just got married. She down did. In, down in Texas, yeah. right? Yes. Uh, I'm sure he's a fine young man. He, and he is. sounds like a pretty big, strong guy, too. Yep, yep. He's actually uh, going in. He's in college right now to be a physical therapist. Okay. So he, he asked me what I do to work out, but I know the time's coming where I'll be asking him for advice. So, so tell us the story about him wanting to arm wrestle you. Well, he did early in when they were dating, but then he had a friend come up uh, for the wedding who's a football player for a college down in Texas or was. And so he's heard about, they heard about me from, from my son-in-law. So we're at the reception there and just, and everybody's joking about he's going arm wrestling. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, then he came up to me. He says, sir, he said, would you mind if I arm wrestled you once? I said, sure, you sure you want to? He said, I, I just got to try. And he's how old? Oh, he's in his 20s. So he's in his 20s. You're 53. Yeah. And he figures he's probably going to Yeah, he's very respectful. The old Don't man get here. Going. So it, it, I was able to do good. So it was, he was pretty, he was, uh, he was, uh, had a lot of questions like, what does it take? You know, he says, <laughs> I beat a lot of big guys, but don't, and he said, I couldn't budge you, you know? So I says, the old man strength, you know, you, you hear more about that now. Yeah. So it was fun. I mean, it was, uh, it's a lot of fun. And I, I, I really like these challenges more too in competing. Tournaments are tough on you. Mm-hmm getting all these different styles but like for the fundraiser when a guy comes up from arizona just training for one guy that's so much easier than training for a whole tournament sure. you know and your injuries are a whole lot less also and charles am i right in understanding that you you don't always just train with your dominant arm you've you've won championships with left and right arm. yes left-handed too i'm not near as good uh i uh my uh, uh and actually what's weird is i'm focused completely with my strength, right hand, left hand, I use a lot more technique. Okay. Uh, uh, and I, I guess I don't know why, but I do. And it's uh, so it's uh, two completely different styles, completely different. But I'm uh, uh, I, um, I've, I'm real up and down left-handed. Like I've beat a national champion left-handed easy, and then I got beat by someone that just almost no experience. You know, it's just it's I'm very inconsistent left-handed. Do I remember a story about you, and I don't know if this was back when you were in the Navy, where you used to actually start guys just off the backside. And what I mean by that for you listeners is that you were just a couple, three inches away inches, from yeah. the bottom yep. to where they could, all they had to move you was a few inches to win. So you were starting way back, and you... You we would told start them, with them. It, that you could beat them in three seconds. Three seconds. And now, was this back when you were younger? And yeah, this was, this like was when I was in the Navy. This was when I was in the Navy, and we would go out making money. Sure. And I mean, as small as I was, everybody would jump on that. Sure. And it was a, but the problem is that's where I was my strongest at. So, my goodness. So, not only were you not stopping, starting on the top, no, you we were started, way back here. And, and it was, it was easy on. for me. I was, I would much rather start right there and let them roll their shoulder in and just cause I could pull their whole body over, actually. Well, for those listening, and I don't, you know, I know not everybody listening has arm wrestled, and I've done only a little bit, but I remember doing it, and, and it was on a competition table and it was locally, and, and I knew right when I wrapped up with somebody. I mean, if they they had an unbelievable grip and it, you know, I thought, oh my goodness, I've got a heck of a match here, but I can't even fathom starting yeah. way back I, here, close to the to being <laughs> close to losing and having to go that three quarters of the way over. Yeah, and, and again, uh, it, that's where I felt my strongest. Yeah. At. It kind of locks me into a position there, so 
So you and I did that not, just recently too. Yeah, same thing. Not out of wanting to, but I imagine you hurt some fellas as strong as you were. You know, I, I it's injury. It's a sport that you can get injured. I had one guy uh, got his arm broke, um, and but he was a big, his big guy, steroids, mm. and I think his muscle and stuff was more muscle than his bones could handle, sure. and it snapped his bone. And basically, what had happened was we were arm wrestling and I was in that position I start pulling it up slow and it just snapped his arm right at the bicep oh my goodness and that's one of the things when I referee I'm very big on because if you get your a position where your shoulder gets ahead of your hand it only takes 12 pounds of pressure to break that bone at the twist but he wasn't even in a bad position and it wow. was a strange break oh but, boy uh, but anyway as a referee I stop those matches immediately if they get in a bad position I want to go back to the movie with Sylvester Stallone, Over the Top, which was back in 87. Now in that, you know, he was wrestling for his wife, who I think had heart disease and a kind of an estranged son and whatnot. And obviously it's a movie. But in that, he won, I believe, $100,000. And then they bought him a quarter of a million dollar semi-truck. Yeah. I'm assuming you didn't win that kind of money. Uh, man, I'm, I'm on the poor end of that spectrum there. Uh... But, I mean, as a world champion, so explain a little bit of that. Like, where did you... Did everybody come to you? Did they come to Texas, or did you go to other places? Because I, I, I think I've competed. You go to Russia yeah, I went to Russia. I've competed in Virginia, California was a real because it was real hot in California, and that was a big place to go. And uh, I learned a lot by competing over there. Virginia, I went. Um, uh, they had a. Uh, I went undefeated against fourteen countries at their world championship, and that's where I won my first national, my national championship at. Um, so it's, it, back in the 80s, 90s, there was just a lot of tournaments, and, uh, and uh, you're still hearing them. Now, the money's gotten up a lot better now, especially at the higher levels, and there's different organizations now that really focused on the money. Uh, you know, I'll be honest with you, I've never accepted money, and the reason why I always have it go charity is that um, there's been talk for all the years about going to Olympics, and it was a big question if you've ever accepted money, if, money if you could. Mm -hmm. So it just wasn't never big enough money for me to accept. Felt better about giving it to charity, so I've donated to many, 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 many charities. With uh, some of the, uh, excuse me for interrupting you, for some of the other so-called sports that they have in the Olympics, yeah. I personally would love to see arm wrestling. A lot if of people you think do. it'll ever happen. You know, I thought it would have by now. Um, that, you know, I think the time will. I think I'll be out. I won't, I'll be out of my age, you know, to be able to compete at that level. Which, sure, but maybe some of the people oh, yeah, that they, you've coached or, mm -hmm, or maybe their that kids. That would be awesome. And we're actually going to get started again. We have a, I'm putting on two tournaments here for sure, one at the rally to raise money for veterans, and then another one uh, that we're going to be doing there uh, down at the tribe for their uh, youth fair when it comes up. So that's two tournaments. So I'm hoping to start doing more training, get more people involved in it, you know, and uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And for some of the reason what you said, these younger kids, maybe I'll play a part in training somebody that's able to go far. Sure. You know, uh, you mentioned Ben. We've had several people that train through my, you know, with me that, uh, that I'm real proud of where they're at and what they've accomplished. And I, I it's kind of like your kids, you know, no matter what I've accomplished, when my kids accomplish something, it means much more to you. Yes, you know? absolutely. 
and uh, and I know you know what I mean on that. Sure. But uh, it is it's a fun. It's a competition. You know, I think once you have that in you. That's why I still think, huh? I could I could still do something <laughs> my age. I have time to train more, you know, and everything. And uh, so we'll see what happens. Um, what kind of advice do you have for for anybody listening, particularly maybe some of these younger younger people listening, as far as whether that be work ethic or what have you? If you want to do it, do it. If you if you feel if it's like, man, I think I can do that. And don't ever get discouraged. I went to a tournament uh, uh, two weeks before before my state championship, and uh, the, they called me and the number one, the me and the uh, guy that we were both the number one and two guys in the state, light heavyweight. He slammed me so hard it was nothing I could do. Two weeks later at state, I realized what I did wrong, and I slammed him, and I won. <laughs> so my point is this. Don't get discouraged. Mm -hmm. That's what gets people. They, they train, then they get in there, and that's the biggest. Man, stay with it. It's like anything else. If it's important enough to you, just keep working at it. Well, and like you said earlier, like most things in life, we're going to get our biggest, best lessons from our losses. That's right. If we can bounce back and get back on the horse and... Not yep. be afraid of getting bucked off, right? And not being afraid. Mm -hmm. And uh, and don't, you know, uh, um, uh, you, the biggest regrets is not trying. Yeah, and, for sure. And like I said, I've have uh, I've had some fun times at Open Doors. You know, uh, you was talking about the movie Over the Top. I've got to arm wrestle a bunch of those guys. I got to travel to Russia. My wife and I, we've I've competed against people from all over the world. Uh, you know, and, and... And you may again. Huh? And you may, may again. again. <laughs> you know, but I've also competed in pro wrestling. You know, that opened the door. I had a 600-pound pro wrestler after I won Worlds they set up a match with. He's the biggest guy I've ever arm wrestled. So I got to wrestle in that. We wrestled, wrestled on TV a few times. Uh, growing up watching that, so it was fun to do that. Was it something I would want to do uh, forever? No, but it was a great... Uh, I can say I've done it. I fought in Tough Man, one of the last Tough Men I ever had in Colorado, um, you know, I've got to do some really neat things because doors were open because of a small sport like arm wrestling. And, uh, and so I've, I've, I've really enjoyed that road. Yeah. You know, it's been a lot of fun. No, that's exciting. I'll, just real quick, um, it'll, you know, always remember it. I'm the youngest of seven kids and I have three older brothers. And I, we, not that we did it a lot, but I'd arm wrestle my brother Chris and I couldn't beat him. And he was small but strong as heck. And finally, my senior year, uh, I was able to beat him. So it was a joy for me, not so much for him, but it was one of those things that you, you just really still... Have an know, uncle like that. Appreciate. And Well, Charles, my goodness, uh, to wrap things up, I could talk to you all day, but um, first of all, I really appreciate, again, your service to the country mm -hmm. and the Navy and everything you do as a police officer um, in this community and obviously what you did in Texas. Uh, your great dad, great husband. Um, I know you've ran for sheriff here and certainly got my vote and would again if you did it again. Um, your humility, uh, your dedication, your work ethic uh, is just to be admired and, and uh, appreciated. And well, there's a lot of people, a whole lot of people in this community that look up to you, young, young and old and in between. Well, I Men appreciate and women. that. Uh, so. Well, uh, that means a lot to me. Um, 
it does and uh you know don thanks for being a friend and uh when i've come in for advice you've always given me good advice and that has went a long way especially getting this older side of life here you know i've got questions on the work it out and you've always given me good advice <laughs> oh my, so my pleasure it. we got to do all we can and i'm excited for you man i uh i look forward to maybe coming and watching you I'm well, wrestle again soon. I will tell you one I do have on my list. There's a, my parents just moved up to uh, Montana, and there's a big tournament they have up there. And it looks like I'm gonna make a trip up there in August if everything goes accordingly, and just see if I can do good in another state. Super. So why not? So thank you, Don. Thank you, Charles. Really enjoy this. Yeah, maybe it's we nice. can get you back. Who knows? All right, that'd be great, man. Thanks for coming on. Yep. This podcast is brought to you by the popular books, Wellness Toolbox 1 and 2. These books are available on Amazon as well as at local Durango, Colorado merchants. Purchase your copies today.